Good morning and greetings from the land of 11 nations, or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. My name is Shelby Grant, and you are listening to the Chipotle Cave, my little excursion into the dark recesses of the interweb, focusing primarily on my selfish point of view concerning the Ho-Chunk Nation. Chipotle can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, and other platforms. Or just go to the Ho-Chunk Nation's Facebook page, look under Ho-Chunk Editorial Expression, and I post a link every time I drop a new episode, usually every Sunday. Uh, If you have a comment and or suggestion or just want to tell me how much I stink, you can always email me at moneycuckseek at gmail.com. That is M-A-N-I-K-A-K-S-I-K at gmail.com. I'm in the process of building a website, so uh, please bear with me on that front. And uh, today, I'll be talking about uh, two recall petitions and 12 clans. So uh, stick around. It's Sunday, December 13th, and a recall petition for Representative Kristen Whiteel and Stephanie Begay are being circulated throughout District 2. With the January 4th deadline, the race is on to secure the 399 signatures required to advance the petitions into a full-blown secretarial election. This will be Representative White Eagle's second attempt at being recalled, while Representative Begay, this is the first attempt at her job. To be honest, both representatives have ample support, or there is some serious apathy out there. Organizers have said that the attempt to secure the required signatures is proven to be Herculean, in that area, too, is geographically spread out. Basically, each Ho-Chunk Nation member has to be educated about the reasons for the recall. The organizers said they are considering organizing uh, drive through petition signature stations similar to the ones used in Governor Walker's recall in an effort just to collect more signatures. It's a good idea. So according to the numbers I'm looking at, there are 1,727 members of District 2. Uh, voting age members brings this number down. So the recall organizers need 30% or 399 signatures to bring uh, representatives White Eagle and Begay uh, into a recall. What is strange is that uh, Kristen won her election in 2017 with 235 votes, uh, 373 total votes in that election. That's less than 30% of voting age Ho-Chunks in Area 2 who came out and voted in that election. But, like I said, you need 30% for the recall. Um, This is really where we get the government we deserve. If less than 30% voted in Kristen White Eagle, and now to get her removed, you're going to need 400 people to vote, I mean, just to sign the petition. And then it's going to go to an election. So this is democracy in action, basically. The whole chunk nation can have and practice democracy, or we can corner the market on apathy. Um, Kristen White Eagle, her term ends in June. 
So even if she is recalled, by the time the election board organizes the secretarial election, her term will be over and she will successfully have run out the clock. Stephanie Begay, on the other hand, is in a completely different situation as she was just elected. So her removal will be more of a bite to her personally. Um, but um, like I said, we'll see in a couple weeks. Now, Sheridan uh, Cloud, he's, he's done yeoman's work in uh, comp compiling information on Representative White Eagle and Begay's recall effort. Uh, he's put together a couple of videos and, you know, five PDFs on Facebook encapsulating grievances against the two legislators. Uh, I'll go through them right now. Grievance number one, no per cap payment since May of 2020. Kind of speaks for itself. Uh, grievance number two, incompetent and negligent budgeting. Um, grievance number three, serving personal interests over tribal membership. Um, number four is um, passing con the continuing budget resolutions, which I think everybody knew was illegal. Um, number five, failure to obey an ex parte restraining, temporary restraining order issued by the Ho-Chunk Nation Court. And number six, um, awarding a fireworks license that previously had been ex the uh, exclusive domain of the Native American Church of the Dells, who used it as a fundraiser. Um, they received their license and then subsequently, I believe it was Kristen, worked to get another individual a license. Um, basically, that's all there is. There's quite a list, you know, and there's some specificity amongst that. So um, normally I'd go over each item point by point, but I wanted to give uh, Kristen White Eagle and Stephanie Begay a chance to um, refute the charges or explain what happened. Um, I've contacted both of them, and I got a hold of them late, so I didn't have any information at the time of this podcast. But Kristen Weigel said that she will provide a statement and documentation supporting all of her positions. So we'll get that sometime this week, hopefully, and then I'll be able to air it on the next podcast. Uh, Stephanie Begay called or texted and said that uh, she had familial obligations this weekend and that... Uh, She'd get back to me sometime this week with a statement. Now, um, the grievance has been aired and the legislatures have their records that will either support or help get them recalled. But, um, like I said, uh, next week I'll give, um, um, I'll talk about what their statements have been. And in three weeks' time, we'll see if the, uh, Recall organizers have been able to motivate and enlighten enough of their membership to get a recall petition uh, passed and into a secretarial election. So we'll just have to wait and see. The Ho-Chunk Nation of 2020 is made up of three branches. Number one is the traditional branch. This is where our 12 clans reign. This is where our traditions and hereditary skills are perpetuated. This is the place where our language is practiced. This is the branch where we are taught to pray to our creator in our own fashion. 
since we are defined as Ho-Chunks, Wazijahachin, people of the big voice who live amongst the pines. Number two is our governmental branch. This is where our executive, legislative, and judicial branches operate. We have a president, judges, and legislatures. Our president guides our nation and gives us a direction in which we travel. Our legislator enacts laws, ordinances, and see to our general welfare as how we get along on this path that the president has set. Our judiciary looks at the laws and ordinances and decides whether items enacted by are legal and that they are good for our people. Now we come to the third branch, our financial leg. Our financial department is one of the ways we generate income that funds and drives our nation. It plays an important function within our nation, yet it is afforded the least respect and dealt with in an impromptu manner. In 1934, the federal government signs the Indian Reorganization Act. In this act, the government placed Section 17 in it, and with it created a legal roadmap for indigenous nations to build businesses and create wealth. The Ho-Chunk Nation was given the opportunity to operate casinos and the rest is history. Putting all our eggs in one basket was, and still is, a bad idea. So we tried to diversify and got cuffed around a little bit. So we regroup and we get the brilliant idea to form a Section 17 Corporation. Judah Corp is formed and off we go. Unfortunately, the Ho-Chunk Nation legislature thought it was a great idea also. So now, we have unqualified legislators sticking their grubby little fingers into something they know next to nothing about. So now 12 clans is born. In off we go. We invest $20 million into a federally chartered corporation to help diversify our income stream. And we get bupkis. So we put the stop on investing any more money. Initially, we were supposed to put, I believe it was $94 million in. Uh, we stopped at 12, I mean 20. We stopped at 20 million. Now, 12 clans is an excellent idea, pure and simple. The process of purchasing equity in public and private companies is a tried and true method for increasing wealth. If the Ho-Chunk wishes to diversify their income stream, then this strategy has to be executed and executed well. Unfortunately, things have not gone well as of late. Uh, the $20 million we invested hasn't exactly netted us quality profits and lately there's been a little tension between the board of 12 clans and the Ho-Chunk Nation. Well, tension on our part, because the 12 clans board has put us on the pay-no-mind list. Last year and this year, uh, the 12 clans board has been late on their audit. Uh, fiscal year 2018-2019, we experienced a loss of a million and a half dollars. Uh, which is kind of weird, considering we have 15 million in mutual funds, half a million in CDs, and 3 million in high-risk equities. If you take a look at the uh, 12 clan investments, you're kind of surprised at some of the investments. Um, the only thing I didn't see was a laser tag emporium and a Vietnamese nail salon. To be fair, 12 clan's business model was high-risk investments. None of this is the Ho-Chunk Nation's call, and we understood this when we signed on. And I think we all realize high risk also invites high loss. Another thing that appeared strange and piqued my interest was our partnering with other firms. I get the strategy of joining forces to increase your financial clout and perhaps opening a few investment doors. But by joining forces with other firms, aren't you subjugating the Ho-Chunk Nation's financial interest? Which 12 clans was incorporated to promote our interests and our interests alone. If, as a board member, you don't feel that you can accomplish this goal, then you should resign 
or be replaced. Or at the very least, come and explain your position to us so we can understand it. Um, I guess one last thing that kind of frosted my sheen a bit was that the, a half a million dollars was paid in salaries and assorted items. Uh, we got six board members and an attorney. Uh, these seven people all have to, get, have to wet their beaks, plus whatever assorted expenses the board writes off. Uh, I understand we agreed to pay our board plus the attorney, but we're not exactly getting our money's worth. If we lost money while everyone else in the world was making money, that's, that's not good. And that was when there wasn't any Wuhan virus. I'm over here clutching my pearls thinking about that report from fiscal 1920 coming up. Uh, I've been reading and hearing a lot of squawking about shutting down 12 clans. Well, that ain't never going to happen. After uh, initiating a seven section... Se <laughs> After initiating a Section 17 corporation, it damn near takes an act of Congress to shut it down. So 12 clans isn't going anywhere, and we're not happy with our board's performance. So what to do, what to do, what to do? Well, here's a thought. Those of us who are truly interested in the functioning of 12 clans, we have to get involved. Number one, we have to attend the shareholders meeting, whenever that is. Um... Hopefully, we'll get more information on that. Number two, we have to change. Uh, we have to plan on what we want changed and how we are going to change 12 clans' direction. Uh, we are never going to get the majority of Ho Chunks into the shareholders' meeting, so we have to start figuring out how to get voting proxies. Um, mistakes have been made, so there's a legal action to be taken. Fine, but let's fix the problem. Number three, we have to change the board, so let's find Ho-Chunks who have the qualifications to sit on the board and elect them. Uh, right off the bat, I'd be happy retaining David Greendeer and Joanne White Rabbit. Uh, number one, simply because they're uh, Ho-Chunks, and we need more Ho-Chunks on that board just to keep uh, our interests forefront. But uh, I'm just looking around, and I'd like to uh, nominate Mike Salloway and Dan Bluner. Um, you know, anybody else got any other? There are, there's other Ho-Chunks who have the qualifications but lack experience. Now, when we get to the meeting or before the meeting, we have a um, strategy session. I'd be happy to listen to other people's names being brought up. But uh, we have to have a meeting and we have to have our strategy set before we go into that um, shareholders meeting. But um, this is something that our president, White Eagle, has lamented about the Ho-Chunk's lack of experience in areas we desperately need help in. And one is in finance. Uh, not business, but finance. Um, initially, I started this segment stating the three branches of the Ho-Chunk Nation. I did this to emphasize the division and responsibility of each branch. The business branch has nothing to do with the traditional branch or the governmental branch. The governmental branch has nothing to do with the traditional or the business branch. The Ho-Chunk Nation citizenry has got to help enforce this notion when it comes to business. We have to have qualified people operating in the business branch with oversight from the governmental branch, but not interference. Uh, to wrap it up, I look forward to learning more about 12 clans' failures, but I also look forward to Ho-Chunk's putting forth plans to take control of our Section 17 corporation and putting it on a paying basis. <laughs> I just wanted to add an addendum to this week's podcast. 
One of the things I see is that we have a large number of Ho-Chunks who truly care for their nation and want nothing but the best for it. Balancing that, I see a number of Ho-Chunks squawking about the crappy job everyone else is doing. As an individual, this constant criticism, it, it bores me and it's just so tiresome. Uh, we have so many individuals who have brought us so far forward and we have totally ignored them. Um, I don't think I'd like to start thanking some of the people publicly. Um, so that's what I'm going to start doing maybe once, once a month, once every three weeks. But um, today I just wanted to give a shout out to my brother, John Warner. He's worked for the nation for a number of years uh, in a myriad of positions and helped the nation move forward financially and has been instrumental in formulating some of the plans and ideas that the Ho-Chunk Nation are using as we speak. Uh, he's also helped me immensely on this podcast, so I just want to say thank you, John, for all you're doing for the nation. Um, I know it's not appreciated sometimes, but I just wanted to let you know publicly that I appreciate all your work. So that's it for this week, and thanks to all of you who listen. Uh, if you think this podcast is of any uh, value and offers any help, uh, please tell someone else to take it out for a spin. Until then, Jigay, honey, Chuck, John, we.